You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engine! Triangle Tire, Tires for Life presents Dave's Corner Garage. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed can sometimes be accompanied by hand gestures, which your sister may find offensive, but you think are hilarious. There's one in every family. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Al, hit it! Yee-haw! Well, good morning, and hey, good morning, Al, how are you? Good, Dave, how's yourself? You know what? Not too bad today. I woke up this morning. That means it's a great day. And let's get on with it. It's Saturday morning, and we're, we got a lot to talk about. Absolutely. We have uh, joining us today Dan Parks, and Dan is from Clutch.ca, which is a strictly over-the-internet uh, automotive uh, dealership. I right. guess that's the way to describe it, right? Well, exactly. And, you know, if, you're, uh, if it's difficult for you to get out, if you're busy, and, or if you're just concerned about getting the COVID stuff, uh, you can do it all online. You can find a car, and they'll even deliver it to your car. I, I don't want to say too much, but anyways, Dan will be on. Dave? Yes. Jonathan Schlue is going to join us. He's with uh, Car Generator, and he's asking that if you want some questions answered, but before he gets in, uh, go to info at cargenerator.com. That's info at cargenerator.com. Send him a, uh, an email, and he'll answer the question when he gets on the air. So uh, we know about car generators, but he's going to talk about what you actually have to go through to make sure the system works. That's going to be interesting. Then Brian Makes, who is our road testing guru, he's out driving a BMW this morning. But we're going to talk about the industry that he's in, where people actually are online and are actually testing cars and how they get paid. It'd be interesting to see how these guys make money on the internet. And yeah. he's going to go. Hey, hey, hey! That. You mean he gets paid to just drive around in cars and make a few comments? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's it's. it's I think it's how many million followers he has. He has like two, one or two million followers. How do you sign so, up for that gig? It sounds like a pretty sweet deal. I think it's a good deal. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> and he's going to talk about the uh, the new Ford Bronco too. Yep, we'll talk about that. Uh, the Bronco coming in the standard transmission and automatic transmission. Oh, he's... and I just heard on the news that Echo One was so was stolen. You know what Echo One is? No, what's Echo One? From Ghostbusters, it's it's the hearse that they fixed up, the 59 Caddy hearse. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's a meteor model, and uh, it was on display at a comedy uh, comic or comic display in Italy, and somebody swiped it. Well, if they want to find it, who should they call? Ghostbusters. The reality is, why bother? I mean, the truth is you can't give it to anybody. The world knows that car. It's like one of those things that, okay, now that we have it, what do we do with it? Exactly. It's, it's, like, it's like stealing the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. It, it's not, yeah. like, not like you can just drive it to work and nobody will notice, right? Hey, Giuseppe, this wasn't our best idea. 
I wish I was an Oscar Mayer wiener. So I guess they must hold it for ransom or something, and maybe they, uh, the people that run it, I think Warner Brothers owns the rights, mm-hmm. will uh, buy it back, I guess. I don't know. Meanwhile, the tour's been canceled. I guess so. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So when we come back, we're going to be talking about how the internet and computers has affected the simple garage. I don't want to call it a garage simple, but... Uh, the dealerships, the garages, and the way we book work. Absolutely. It's uh, the times they are changing, like Bob Dylan saying. We'll be yep. right back. All right, we're back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. My name is Alan Kelman, and we got Dave Redinger on the line. And um, as I said earlier, the times they are changing. No, I'm not going to sing it. I know, I know. Y'all want to hear me, but, but, but. Please don't. The mic's is good. <laughs> All right, Dave, things are changing. And, and yes. do people like it? What's changing, and do they like it or not? Well, you know, traditionally, you, when your car needed service, you'd phone up the shop and you say, my blah, blah, blah is not functioning. What should I do? When can I come in? Mm-hmm. And uh, according to Reynolds and Reynolds, uh, their new article, yep. uh, they have gone out and they've asked people, how do they actually book their cars? Mm-hmm. And there's actually four ways to book your cars. One is the traditional way. The second is to schedule your service visit online, which means going to the dealership website mm-hmm. and booking your service on there. The third one is checking in in a kiosk. Now, what this is, is mostly in the U.S. You walk into the waiting room, and like at, like at some McDonald's where you uh, punch in your order, you punch in your order. I need a, a 20, 25 miles service or 25,000 kilometer service, and uh, you punch it in, and you're booked. Mm-hmm. The third one is checking in using your mobile app, and that's an app that you have from the dealership on your phone, and you book your car. So you got four ways of booking your car. Guess which one is the most uh, used? Uh, well, I, I would guess the one where people could just go online and make their appointment. Well, from the electronic side, you're absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. 24% of the people that they questioned actually said they would rather prefer to go online and have. But the majority of them are still phoning in according to this schedule. So people are phoning up and asking for help. Well, you know what? Let so, me let me explain a drawback here because, you know, at my company, too, people can book online. But first of all, number one, it's it's a request for an appointment, okay? So uh, you do have to wait for someone to respond and say, okay, that date works for us because it's just you asking for a specific date. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, you know, as as the guy who's scheduling the work, I mean, I, I, we've only got so many texts handy and only so many texts that are good at certain things. So I really need to know what the people are after in terms of service. So for them for them to just to say, I want to come in for a service, that doesn't tell me a whole lot. Um, is it just, you know, looking at an oil change and checking brakes? Or do they think there's a, a big issue there and I'm going to have to have one tech work on that car the whole day? Um, and, and, of course, just at, at my shop, we, we offer loaner cars. So if they haven't told me whether... They're going to plan on waiting, whether they're going to drop it off and get their own ride, or if they need a loaner car. These are all questions that I still have to ask. So this is why, you know, doing it online, is it, it, it looks on the surface like it's great, but it, it gets complicated. Not just that. They may not even know what they need. You know, they're asking for a 20000k for service when they actually need a, a brake job. No, exactly, exactly. You know, I mean, there are people that just say, oh, I don't know, you're my guy. Uh, you tell me what I need, um, which is great. You know, if you have that trust factor of people that you've dealt with for a long time. Um, 
All right, but uh, so moving along. So, like you say here, the next one was about the kiosk. Um, and, yes. And, and I, what, what I don't understand is, you know, in, in a lot of cases, especially if it's a big place, uh, the, the service advisors, you know, or service salesmen, how they really are, are, are they out of the picture now if someone's just using a kiosk? I guess what's happening here is it's a large dealership. There's not enough personnel. Mm -hmm. And from the dealership point of view, I don't have to pay somebody to stand there waiting for the customer to come in. Mm -hmm. The the unit's there. So if nobody's behind the counter, the guy can help himself. Well, what about suggesting more work? Or, or again, like you mentioned earlier, what if the person has a question? Who's he asked? Yeah. Can't ask the machine. Uh, you're absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. And that leads us to the last part of this, which is how many customers actually want to receive photos and videos of the work being done on their vehicle? And it's surprisingly, 49% said yes, but only 16% actually want to do it. Well, don't forget, I mean, some people, if, if, if there's a concern about, you know, whether I trust the person that he's, he's selling me something that I need or not, um, then, then, of course, then you're going to want to see proof. So people will say, you know, you're trying to sell me brake job. Now, for example, I didn't hear any noise or I didn't feel anything. Could you show me why you're suggesting I need brakes? So you can actually mm-hmm. show a picture of the brake rotor. You can show if it's smooth or if it's, if it's got crevices or rusty or, or, you know, worn out. And you can show how much the brake pad is, how thick the actual braking, the, bond, the brake pad material is. And explain that, you know, it should be this thick, but now it's only this thick, and and that's why you need to have it done. You know, what I found was that when we were working, if I would have a job that was more labor than parts, like really labor-intensive, i.e., I've got to take the dashboard out to replace a switch or a, a, a module or whatever I had to replace, I would take pictures of everything as we took it out of the car and a picture of the car with no dashboard in it. You're absolutely right. When 5 o'clock comes to pick it up and they start asking why it's so high and you start showing them the pictures and they they actually – the comments usually were, is that all the cost? <laughs> <laughs> well, and you got to – could you handle the proof? I got the proof yeah. right here because uh, people yeah, don't understand. They, 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 they think it just takes a little bit of time. There's a little machine, a little mouse that climbs up behind the dashboard and gets it out. Um, but things can take hours. And depending on the vehicle, uh, you know yourself that on certain cars, like you could take a very similar job. For example, I, the one I always talk about is a heater fan motor. You know, on GM cars for many, many years, in about 30 minutes, if you were slow, you could change a heater fan motor. But if you happen to own an Audi, for example, it was about eight hours to perform the same job, and you're going, mm-hmm. why did they design it like this? This is stupid. Right. Well, they designed it because it's easier to build, not easier to service. Because once it has to go for service, it's not their problem anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, let's right? just make it easy to fix, easy to put together, but we don't have to... Think about fixing it, especially with certain brands. They always thought their cars were so much better than everybody else's. Why should we consider? Why should we consider breakdown? Because ours will never break down. (laughs) Wrong. Wrong. All right, this is. It doesn't break down with the original owner. We're good to go because we'll sell them another one. Exactly. As long as it makes it through warranty period, that's all we care about. All right. If your car is worn out and you want another one, we've got Dan Park from Clutch.ca after the break. We'll be right back. 
We are back. And a quick reminder that if you've got a question for Jonathan Schlue from Car Generator, who will be on later in the show, go to info at cargenerator.com, send him an email, and maybe he'll answer yours on air. Right now, we've got Dan Park from Clutch.ca on board. Dan, how are you? Good. How you doing? Thanks for having me on the show. You're very welcome. What? How did you initially start or think that this was going to work? <laughs> um, so, you know, I think... 10, 15 years ago, the thought of buying a TV or a pair of shoes online was crazy. But, you know, with the Internet and folks buying more and more goods and services online, uh, it started becoming uh, making more, so much more sense. And we've got technology and we've got really high-definition photos of all our cars. Uh, we've got 210-point inspection and a uh, ton of detail around every vehicle that we sell. So it becomes a lot easier to sell a car online in 2021 than it maybe was in 2010. You know, I watch people... They're just stuck on their phone all the time, and I don't know if it's a matter of being lazy or they're just, 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 I don't know, they're so clued in. But it does make it easy. I wondered myself, my son-in-law buys shoes online, and I went, how the heck do you do that? But at the same time, he said, well, well, I get a guarantee. I can always give it back. Well, you guys also have a return policy, correct? Yeah, it's like trying on a pair of shoes. You can try the car uh, for 10 days, uh, see if it works with your life, you know, put your kids in it. See if it fits in your garage, take it to, to the grocery store. If you don't like it, we'll pick it up, no charge, uh, 100% guaranteed return policy. And um, you know, very few people actually end up returning the car because we, I think we provide pretty high-quality vehicles. But um, ultimately, uh, we give that peace of mind through that, through that 10-day return policy. There you go. Dave, you feel, are you comfortable with that, Dave? Yeah, I think it's a great idea. I give, but I can see it being abused from the customer side, uh, abusing Dan. But uh, we'll talk about that later. Uh, used cars have gone skyrocketing this year, according to uh, Automotive News. Thirty-eight percent increase in value for a used car. And Dan, you were saying thirty-seven percent in. Uh... Yeah, there's different sources, but uh, Car Gurus is showing twenty-eight percent. Mannheim Index is thirty-eight. So it's something in that range. It's been, uh, you know, obviously a crazy year with, with supply shortages around new cars. As a result, the, the price of used cars is being pushed up. I think different categories are seeing, you know, different increases. Vans, for example, are 45%, but sedans are only up 25 So you've got a range. Um, but certainly there has been a supply shortage on the new side, which is certainly affecting prices on the used side. So how does that affect your business? I mean, you you live, you make your money on the buy, really not on the sell. So you've got to move your value of your stock up slowly, I guess. Yeah. So for us, I mean, we we reflect. You know, we are a technology company at heart, and so we've got a team of data scientists, uh, engineers, software engineers that have built pricing algorithms around the price of vehicles. We think we have some of the most accurate prices in Canada. And uh, we reflect market prices. So uh, if you go on our website, the price of the vehicle, is the, pr- the price that you see is the price of the vehicle, and they can go you know, up or, or down um, on any given day. Uh, and so what you get with our site is a guarantee around the price, uh, the market price of the vehicle. A question. So there's, there's no haggling. Absolutely not. You know, yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the, the price, and again, that's both on the, on the, on the buy, and then we also – uh, acquire vehicles from a number of different sources, including the public. So if you ever want to sell your vehicle, uh, you can go online. We have a pricing tool right there on the website. Uh, you submit uh, either the VIN number or you submit some details, make model gear trim, uh, condition mileage, and uh, it'll spit out a, a, a range for you. And then um, we can give you a firm offer after you submit uh, final details. 
So, perfect. So, uh, you know, you can tr- trade in your old Betty for a younger Betty. That's great. Um, uh, you don't even need to trade it in. If you just want to sell your vehicle, maybe you're moving out of the country or you're, you're changing how your life works, um, again, you can just sell our vehicle. We'll come and pick that vehicle up from you. And, again, it's, it's, we're trying to make it easy and convenient as possible. So, basically, you do send a trailer with a car in it, and he opens the back door and hands you the keys. Is that it? Uh, yeah. Well, it's a flatbed. Uh, you'll see them around town. But... Mm. Uh, we want to try to deliver that amazing experience when it comes to, to buying a vehicle. I guess the only physical contact afterward would be moving the license plates from one car to the other. Is that right? Uh, yeah, we do that all for you. It comes registered, and as soon as we bring that uh, car to your driveway, it's yours to drive. Oh, great. So the only other contact you really need to make is to have your insurance company uh, you know, forward you the, the uh, copy of the policy, and then you're good to go. That's right. Yep, exactly. That's great. How many cars do you have? In, 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 like, if I go out to the website, how many cars in the GTA am I going to find? Uh, in the GTA, you'll see we have 1,200 cars in inventory. Oh, wow. Uh, so in the GTA, you'll see probably about six, 700 right now. That's bigger than Dave's car lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so my question is, you also supply a source of financing and of uh, aftermarket warranty. That's right. Yeah, we, uh, if you go on our site, uh, you can kind of walk through the entire flow. You can buy uh, extended warranty, and we've partnered with all the major financial institutions to provide you with the best rates possible uh, when it comes to financing your vehicle. All Interesting. Right. I, I was just, just quickly, I was surprised how small the amount of people who pay cash for the cars are. It's, it's less than 1% of the market pays cash for the cars. Most of them are always financed or, or leased. Is yeah, that no, something not, you do? We're, we're, do you yeah, we're not. We're not seeing that really. I think it's you know we've got a pretty large chunk of folks that buy the cash, uh, the cars outright for cash because um, they're used. You know, yeah, we've got really reasonable prices for the vehicles, and so um, you know folks are buying uh, buying cars. You know, almost half half people are buying it outright in cash. All right, Dan, we do have to Good. run. Thank you very much. Uh, it sounds like an amazing concept, and it comes with a guarantee. So how can you go wrong? Clutch.ca, correct. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for having me on the show as always. All right, Dan. Have yourself a great weekend. All right. Take care, guys. All right. You know, the nasty weather is coming. The winds of November come early, like the... Oh, Gordon Lightfoot saying about that. It's well, the gales of November. I, I never met Gail. <laughs> we got to run. <laughs> we'll be back with Jonathan Slew, who will tell us what's going on right after this break. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Everyone knows it's windy. There you go. There's okay, another song you for you, Dave. How's it going? Wait, my coffee just boiled. <laughs> Jonathan Schlue, why do we have to worry about the wind? <laughs> we have to worry about the wind because we have this magical infrastructure that is wires that are strung up way high in the air with lots of trees around. And when the wind blows, those trees fall down and take out the electricity, which you think is always going to be on, but then you find out, oops, it's not. We do take and it for granted, eh? I mean, I, I can imagine kids who have their phone on a charger and it goes blank and they go, oh, my God, what do I do now? Panic. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, you, you mentioned on your site that, of course, you know, uh, waiting for the fire to come to buy a fire extinguisher is not a good idea. Uh, you don't want to do it after the fact. Um, but there are – so you want to go out right now and get a car generator. You have a special on, correct? Yeah, and, and it, it's almost like I was thinking this morning. It's almost like people that – you know, who goes out when there's a big, massive winter storm on? Who goes out and at that moment goes and tries to buy winter tires? You actually <laughs> want, to, you want to go out ahead of time and get those tires, get them on, have them ready, 
test them out, make sure you're all comfortable with them. And same with the fire extinguisher, you want to have that ahead of time. So to, to see, because this is radio and you can't see, what, so you can't see us, um, if you open your computer and you go to www.cargenerator.com and you click on the shiny Dave's Corner Garage logo right at the top, you'll be able to see what we're talking about right now. And we're talking about um, Car Generator and also the home integration kit. So um, I'm going I'm to actually, you can also email your questions in. If you've got any questions, we'll gl- gladly answer them live on the air. Um, info at cargenerator.com. So we're going to share a story um, today from a car generator customer. Her name is Gay, and she lives in Brantford. And um, she actually bought a car generator a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she got it, and two boxes arrived, and she was kind of puzzled. She wasn't exactly sure what to do with it. And so we actually reached out to her, and we just said, hey, we want to make sure that you're comfortable using it. And we actually scheduled and did a test with her. Um, it was just this week, just a couple of days ago, and you can see we're going to read her letter afterwards, actually. So it's kind of really cool. We did a full test. Mm-hmm. We basically, um, we, she went down to the, her electrical panel, and she shut off her main breaker, and everything shut off in the house. And it's a, it was a little bit annoying because she's like, oh, man, we're going to have to go and reset all the clocks. But you know what? You're going to get a power outage this winter anytime, anyways. For sure. So, but it was really cool because she went down and pulled the main breaker, and she plugged in her car generator, and she tested her furnace. She tested her fridge. She tested her lights. Um, and it was actually really cool. And she, she actually went and, and did this test. And this is the really nice letter that she actually wrote us. I'll just read it. Mm-hmm. Um, she wrote, uh, great little unit and customer service. I purchased from my house in case of a power outage. This is an update to my review on August when I received, but I wasn't sure what to do with it. Initially, it seemed confusing because I was not aware that you needed an electrician to install the home integration panel. But now that it's done, everything is a breeze. My electrician went over everything with me, and he did the switching of the circuits. And Jonathan reached out to me, and uh, he walked me through everything. We did a trial run, which was good to reinforce my knowledge of how to operate the generator. He also explained how certain electrical appliances won't work because of their wattage. So things like running a high-powered microwave or things like that. But your furnace or fridge or freezer can be run at the same time and some of the lights. I feel it was a good investment, and hopefully I won't have to use it often. But it's a nice feeling to know that I have it, and I don't have to deal with a noisy gas-smelling generator that needs maintenance so the gas doesn't gel in it. Thank you, Jonathan. And it was really, it was really nice, actually, because you know, going through that with Gay, she actually experienced it and tried using it herself. And we went through all the different things of how to hang it on the front of the car and plug the the extension cord in and switch the power over. So, yeah, that was a, it. Was a great way that she could. And it, car generator is just. 11 pounds. Um, it's really lightweight, so um, anyone can handle it or use it. So we actually, through that conversation, we've come up with some top tips for power outages that apply to anyone. It doesn't matter if you've got a car generator or not. So <laughs> the number one tip is really easy. You can write this down. When a storm is coming, go and fill your car gas tank. It's one of the smartest things you can do. If nothing happens, it doesn't matter, and it's great. You've got a full gas tank. But if, if, it, if, if something does happen, and the gas stations often, they go out, the power goes out, you can't get gas. I don't know if you've ever experienced that, Dave or Alan, where, you know, all mm-hmm. of a sudden you can't, can't get gas. You know, they've got gas under the ground, but 
they don't have electricity to pump it up. So that's the number one tip. Well, John, a quick question. Let's say I, I didn't have that foresight and I only had a half a tank of gas in my car. How long would that normally run the car generator? That's a really good question. Um, car generator runs for 50 to 70 hours on a typical gas tank. So your car, right there in your driveway, if you started it and left it running, it can actually run between 50 to 70 hours. That's the average car with the average tank can run like that. And it's kind of amazing when you think about it, but then you realize, you know, it's actually not going where anywhere. It's not pulling the load. It's just quietly idling. And the new Ford F-150 um, pickup truck for example, it can idle for 85 hours providing power on the tank. So that's a, a really simple way. So even if you had half a tank, you still have, you know, half of that 25, 30 hours or whatever that is. And you can actually just keep an eye on your gas gauge. Um, and you can also, a lot of our customers even just switch it on. They run it. They, they, they run the furnace. They heat the whole house up. Everything is nice and cozy, and then they shut it off. So you can do that, too, if you like. But the other tip that came up with, with, um, with our customer this week is how to cook. So one of the smartest things to do is to not use the power that you have for cooking, but to actually use it. You can bar- cook on a barbecue if you have it. And one of the best things to have is a little propane gas camping stove. Or even, you know, if you ever go to the buffet and they're making omelets, egg omelets, and you can get like a little gas cooking stove for, you know, 20 30 40 bucks or whatever it is at Walmart – or wherever, and it's a really simple, can cook. You can boil water, you can cook food, and it's a really good, simple. So that's the second tip is you can use a little, uh, buy a little propane gas camping stove. Um, the third tip is have a flashlight that works. <laughs> and uh, it sounds silly, but have a flashlight that works and have a bunch of them. Have them in all different places. I have one by my bedside, I have one by the front hall, I have one down by my closet. So um, and the last tip is if you own a generator or a car generator, try it out. Make sure you're comfortable using it. If you have one of those big, giant generators in the garage and, you know, hubby's not home when the power goes out, you know, you got to make sure you know how to pull that thing out and hook it up and pull the cord or do whatever you need to do to start it. So, so those are some of our top tips. And, and I'll just say one of our biggest challenges last year was being out of stock. Um, we had so many orders, so we, we put a really great sale. It's a Black Friday sale. If you go to www.cargenerator.com and you click on the Dave's Corner Garage logo, it's our Black Friday sale, but it's early. So um, it's our car generator and the home integration kit for a crazy price of $995. That's $400 off the regular price. So that's our best deal ever, and it's a crazy good deal. We just got a notice from our supplier that the price is increasing. So this is our last batch of inventory at that price. So I would highly suggest you go on and just click on that and order and reserve yours. And that's it also makes a great Christmas gift or a holiday gift. One lady purchased one for herself and then one for each of her children uh, because it's a simple way to protect yourself and protect your family as well. Now, let's say I, I, I'm not familiar with the tradespeople in town and, and uh, I, I need an electrician to put the integration kit in. Do you, do you supply names of people? Yep, we sure can. We have lots of electricians um, in many locations that we can recommend you to that have done it, that have hooked up the car generator. And also through, we've been in, we've been in market for six years mm-hmm. and we have thousands of customers across both the U.S. and Canada. And we have lots of electricians that have already installed the product and know it. It's not hard. Any electrician can do it. 
but we have lots of that have installed it there. So if you need uh, a referral to a good electrician, please just give us a call. We'd be happy to refer you. But it becomes immensely easy. When the power goes out, you take your car generator. Literally, it takes a minute. Hook it to your car, start your engine, and plug in one cord on the outside of your house. If you go to www.cargenerator.com, you'll see uh, an example of what that little switch looks like. Um, and then you can switch over four circuits, and, and that's it. So it's pretty pretty straightforward how to get backup power. You can run things like your, your home gas or oil furnace. You can run your fridge, your freezer, internet, TV, computers, um, charge your tablets, CPAP machines, uh, medical devices like oxygen uh, makers, um, all kinds of different things. A lady in Saskatchewan used it for her uh, her elderly father, who she was taking care of, that he had a, a CPAP machine or an oxygen maker, I think, and she used it to power that. Um, and th- those these are all really important important things. So, there you go, Dave. Yeah, I was going to say when the car is running, people should know that it's emissions uh, controlled. Cars are running clean. It used to be uh, like a, if you take a generator. One hour of generator is equal to almost 40 hours of the car. So that's the difference as far as pollution is concerned. So if you're running a dirty generator, uh, you're not helping the environment. It's you actually... Know, it, uh, it really is. And I, I often say to people that it's, it's like owning... If you, know, if you go out and you buy the traditional route, you call an electrician, they come in and they, they look at you know, what you need to power and they'll say you want to run your fridge and your hot tub and your dryer and everything else. And you end up with this giant motor sitting on the front lawn. You know, those are the people that I always say, make sure to store a couple of bottles of really expensive champagne in the fridge, because Mm -hmm. when the power goes out, you may as well be celebrating because it it costs you $400 an hour to enjoy that privilege (laughs) of having the motor on the lawn. But but there's a lot of other people that really say, you know what? I, like I'm not trying to run everything in my house. I, I'm not looking to spend thirteen to fifteen thousand dollars on a, another motor on the front lawn that I have to organize. But I just want to keep the furnace running. I just want to keep the furnace running. And if it has to be for you know two hours, two days, two weeks, whatever, you can do it. And it's a simple way. And when it's done, it's eleven pounds. You hang it up on a hook, store it in the in the garage or in your furnace, and forget about it. And there's nothing to maintain, nothing to worry about. So. Speaking of Ron and John, we're going to have to start. We're going to have to go soon. And uh, 1-800-750-4660 if you don't have a computer, but I think everybody does. And uh, otherwise, if you've got any questions at all, go to www.info at cargenerator.com. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Have yourself a great weekend. Yeah. And you could keep your record player going, eh? If, uh, and you can listen to all those great songs like no, Andy, but, you know, the, the, Edmund our Fitzgerald and, and Stormy. That was another one, too. Dave, what are we doing after the break? Uh, we're going to be talking with Brian Max. Brian Max. He's going to be talking all about the Ford Bronco. Look you out. say tomato, I say tomato. <laughs> we'll be right back. Isn't that ironic? We had the Young Steel's Ford commercial right there, and uh, they're the guys mm-hmm. that gave Brian uh, Brian gave Brian a new Bronco to drive, right, Brian? Uh, they, they did a little while ago. Yeah, I drove the uh, the Bronco Sport many months ago, and the kind folks at Young Steel's Ford Lincoln uh, let me drive one of their demonstrators. And uh, there, you know, I went on the Ford website today to look to just see check it out. I was confused. How many different models of Broncos are there? Well, this is the thing. So I've recently driven 
the full Bronco, the one that everybody is excited about, and mm-hmm. that is an off-road kind of thing. Think of the old Broncos from you know the the seventies, I guess, and and that's kind of what you get. It's more like a Jeep Wrangler in a lot of ways, where the doors come off and you can take it off-roading and and do all that sort of stuff. But a couple of weeks ago, I drove the top model of the Bronco Sport. Mm-hmm. And I remember distinctly driving through the swanky part of Toronto and Yorkville, and people were getting excited and pointing at the Bronco Sport that I was driving, thinking that it was the real Bronco. And that's, that's sort of what Ford's done. They've created some excitement with the Bronco Sport, but the Bronco Sport is actually a crossover that has a little bit of off-road capabilities, but the full Broncos, the full Bronco, which is just arriving now and dealer lots and on the road, that's the real off-roader. It's much bigger, and it's completely different. So, in fact, they're both called Broncos, but they're totally different vehicles, is what you're saying. They're completely different vehicles. They share the name Bronco, but the trick is, when you see Bronco Sport on the back of the small one, you know it's the little crossover, but the the regular Bronco just says Bronco, and it's, I mean, it's much bigger, and it's got a, it's got real physical presence. Mm. Speaking of physical presence, Dave's there. Dave? Yeah, I was just thinking, uh, you know, the guts it takes to bring back a brand, uh, even like the brand like Maverick. Uh, we all remember the Maverick as that ugly car with a fastback <laughs> and a six-cylinder motor, right? And now it's it's one of the hottest items out there as as a Ford truck. So congratulations to Ford for for bringing retro back. I mean, that really takes a lot of lot of uh, integrity and and nerve, especially in this market. But uh, my real question is. How do you get these cars? You just walk knock in and knock on the door and say, Hi, my name's Brian. Brian, come on in. <laughs> here's the keys. Go have, the keys. have at it. All right, and here's a were... credit card for dinner and a couple of names of some some girls I know. Anyways. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I wish it were that easy, but uh, <laughs> it's not It's not quite that way. So in, in the case of that Bronco Sport that uh, – that Young Steel's Ford Lincoln uh, loaned me. That was that was simply because they were unavailable in the Ford press fleet at the time. So uh, how okay. how my job actually works is the manufacturers will loan me a vehicle, you know whether it's for uh, a few days or, or a full week, and uh, it, it's it's you know it's not that it's not that easy. But because uh, I've I've got my YouTube channel. And uh, and then I write for uh, numerous publications. All the manufacturers know me, and and it's as simple as requesting a certain vehicle. Or um, some of the manufacturers will be more proactive and say, "Hey, Brian, we've got this new car. Do you want to drive it sometime?" And 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 that's how it works. But you know, the flip side is it's it's not uh, it's not a free car to to just run around with. Um, you know, whether I'm writing a story about it or producing an episode for our YouTube channel, there's there's work involved. No, obviously, but the payback for them is that they're hopefully going to get a great review and, and, and people are going to go out and buy it. But, I mean, on occasion, you don't love every car that you drive, correct? You're absolutely right. And, and uh, you know, I uh, because I've got the YouTube channel um, and, and I don't have any particular um, publishing constraints in terms of a publisher saying don't say anything negative about the car because right. that'll risk our advertising revenue, I've got a little bit more freedom than than some of my colleagues may have. So I, on, on the YouTube channel, I am very forthright about the car, but what I do is, 
if it's not apparent, and, and, and I know you guys have watched some of the episodes, but the episodes follow exactly the same format, and each vehicle, whether it's a supercar, whether it's a Bronco, or um, this lovely BMW I'm standing beside right now, they all get evaluated on exactly the same criteria. So, you know, the, the other consideration is there are very few bad cars. There are some, you know, uh, features that don't make a lot of sense a lot of times, or the way certain functions work, they don't make sense. Or sometimes, because I've, I've got the experience of, of driving so many different vehicles from so many different categories, I'm able to articulate how, say, for example, um, the advanced driver assist systems work in a certain car. And this BMW that I'm, I'm testing right now has lovely advanced driver assist. And, you know, it takes care of itself on the on the highway. No, it doesn't drive itself, but it takes care of a lot of the basics on the freeway. And that's a lovely thing when you're going on a road trip. On the other hand, I tend to focus on how the car interfaces with the driver, because that, to me, is the most important thing. And that comes from my base uh, my racing background, of course. Mm. And, 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 of course, you know, cars are way better now than they used to be. Uh, the manufacturers are finally, you know, I mean, modernization really has helped tremendously. Um, it, it's kind of killed the car repair business to a certain point. Um, you know, in the old days, if you didn't, you know, tune it up regularly and change the oil and, and deal with stuff, it didn't work. I mean, how often did the choke get sticky and then the car wouldn't start or engines were flooded? Things like that. We don't see any of that anymore. Um, but what, what's good about your, your, your website, too, is that you do show people who aren't, aren't, they're not familiar with the old stuff, but they want to know what kind of new tricks the new one can do. And, and you really spread them, you, you, you spell them all out evenly for everybody. Yeah, I, I I try to do that, and and um, you know, I, I mean, I love what I do, and there's mm-hmm. there's no, I mean, I love driving, and I love cars, but um, you know, there's there's a lot of new technology, and especially right now, cars are changing so rapidly. You know, they're they're adding mild hybrid systems, plug-in hybrid systems. Of course, there's there's electrics, but then there's all the technology that goes into it as well, and of course, there's a lot of of high-tech stuff going on where. That not only does the car integrate with your phone, but it's connected to the car itself is connected to the internet as well. Mm. Yes, I we had that where uh, we had somebody with a Lincoln, and we called the Ford dealer to find out a question, and they said, "Oh, by the way, tell the guy he needs an oil change." And I went, "Hey, how do you know that? You know, <laughs> un- unbelievable! Big brother is uh, looking out." Anyways. If you want to know about all the vehicles that Brian is driving, go to YouTube, Brian Max, M-A-K-S-E, and uh, they've got them all there. Brian, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having you guys. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Brian. All right. This is uh, Dave's Corner Garage. Uh, Dave and I are going to be back after the break, and we're going to talk about uh, what's going on. We'll be right back. You know what? i got got about three or four emails we can talk about. All right. I'll be looking forward to it. Let's see if you can stump me, Dave. You think? No, I'll make up a question then. <laughs> this is Dave's Corner the Garage. I can handle the truth. <laughs> there you go. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Yeah, you want to yeah. get that used vehicle checked out before you buy it, and before it starts, before it starts snowing, and the power goes out. You want to get yourself a car generator. Dave, go ahead. Okay, well, here's when we were talking about uh, the electronic way of, of booking your car. Yep. And uh, Diana sent us an email that says, listen to your show every weekend. If my G5, which is in excellent condition and low mileage, is having a health check at the dealership, they said they will check the fluids. Does that mean they should be replacing them? Uh, with appreciation, Diana. Hmm. 
Well, Good question. Well, you know, I mean, if you have access to checking these fluids, uh, there are lots of different ways you can evaluate. Um, if you're checking brake fluid, for example, they have particular test strips that they can put in, or they mm-hmm. have, um, I forgot what it's called, Meters. they have like a little scope thing that they can put a couple drops in and find out how much moisture is in that brake fluid. Um, at the same time, again, if you look at your owner's manual, there are recommendations in terms of how long fluids can last. Um, you know, you may want to do them a little more often than what you're told, but sometimes they're sold a little too often, I think, um, mm. you know, where you guys are a little overzealous at selling stuff. Um, but again, you know, you can look. In fact, what's, what's easy to do for most people is that if you pop the hood, a lot of the reservoirs now are translucent. So in other words, you can see what the color of the brake fluid is. You can see the color of the antifreeze. Um, so you can have a look at those at the same time, pull out the dipstick and see, is it a honey color or is it? You know, black like tar. That if it's uh, it's of if if it's black, it definitely is time to change it. Dave, well, I was going to say it doesn't last forever. It does lose its lubricity, and uh, I I looked at at one side. We had a car which was had kind of a rough ride, and we actually changed the fluid in the differential, and it brought the whole thing around, and it ran beautifully smooth. Bottom line was it's never changed in ten years. You know, and, we ran and, into a similar thing where. Uh, the car was running lousy, you know, we felt it, and, and for all intents and purposes, it felt like an engine problem, like almost like a misfire. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're trying to maintain a steady speed and we feel that the car is like, it's holding back, it's moving forward. Ultimately it was a transmission fluid change is what it needed. Yes. And you got to go to remind everybody that you got to use the manufacturer's fluid. You can't, it's, it is brand specific. You just can't put any old fluid in there. It's got to be the right kind of fluid or it won't function. I'm still trying to spell lubricity. Can you, can you? Lubricity? <laughs> and I had another word like that. I think it was uh, autologic or something. Anyways, it'll go there. Uh, my Mazda, yes. which is a standard, has a problem that every time I shift into gear, forward or reverse, and if I continue to press the clutch down, when stopped, the car will suddenly start to move. No problem with the pickup. The car drives fine. I first thought it was a clutch problem, but now I'm not so sure. Any advice? It does sound like a clutch problem. Yeah, uh, me too. It collapsed yeah. the pressure plate. Exactly. You know, it, the the, the uh, clutch face is worn out, and it's not it's not moving freely anymore. Um, that's putting a load on the engine. It's causing a drag, and it's causing it to stall. Anyway, speaking go. of stalling, we got to get the heck out of here. Uh, you hear the no, music that's in the background? Again. Okay. Yep. We can hear it. Happy, we go. We gotta go. Happy trails. <laughs> <laughs> Want to thank right, everybody thank for, who yeah. joined us today. Brian Max on YouTube, Dan Park from Clutch.ca, and of course our friend Jonathan Schlue at Car Generator. And if you've got a question, info at CarGenerator.com. Dave, have yourself a great week. Yep, shiny side up, greasy side down. Drive safe, everyone, and thanks to Carlos too, our head technician here. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll see you next week, everyone. with Dave Renninger from Dave's Corner Garage. I'm with Raymond Chan, and Raymond is with the CAA. And Raymond, you know what? If you have a traffic accident, a whole mess 
of tow trucks and all that stuff that goes on in the industry. There's a Bill of Rights actually the CAA has put out. Tell us about that. Yeah, the CAA created the Towing Bill of Rights back in the summer of 2018 because we wanted to make sure that motorists out there were well-educated should they be stuck at the side of the road, uh, that they knew what their rights are if they required the services of a tow truck. With all the problems in the towing industry, what's the best advice to give? Well, make sure that you ask the right questions, make sure that you get a quote in writing, and that you understand what your rights are based on the Consumer Protection Act and the laws that are outlined there to protect consumers at the roadside. And for more information? You can get some more information on our website at towrights.ca. You've been listening to Just a Minute. To hear more, go to our website, davescornergarage.com. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.